Greetings from Las Vegas and welcome to the EOG Sports Hour. John Kelly with you, filing a report for Thursday, September 7th, the start of the 2017 NFL regular season. The New England Patriots Super Bowl champs play host to the Kansas City Chiefs tonight at Gillette Stadium. Interesting numbers in the marketplace right now. The Patriots favored by eight at Pinnacle and Chris, favored by eight and a half at CG Technology. And in North Las Vegas, some teaser protection action going on. Uh, Mark Dufty and the crew at Jerry's Nugget has the Patriots a nine and a half point favorite in the dead zone there. Eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, pretty much the same number, but always look to lay the lowest and take the highest. The keys to this game, Tom Brady against Alex Smith. We always start at the quarterback position in the National Football League. Also look at the coaches, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. What the Patriots did last season was amazing vis-a-vis the betting marketplace. We all know they won the Super Bowl in dramatic fashion, overcoming that 25-point deficit, largest Super Bowl deficit ever to be overcome. But the New England Patriots last season were even more impressive in the betting marketplace than they were on the playing field. New England last season, 16-3 and against the spread. They were 14-2 and straight up in the regular season, 13-3 and against the spread, and then a perfect 3-0 and straight up and against the spread in the postseason, that on the heels of a tremendous run by the team of Belichick and Brady, that coach quarterback entry right around 55% over the time they've been in the league. New England has won 24 straight regular season home games against non-division opponents. They should win tonight, but of course, the question is, will they cover? I find the NFL very tough to handicap the numbers, usually in the right spots. The Chiefs may not have this advantage going for them heading into this game. Last year, you'll remember that aggressive Kansas City defense forced 33 turnovers. They led the NFL in that category, and we know New England doesn't turn the ball over. That's one of the fundamental matchups of this game. They take care of the ball, especially Tom Brady at the quarterback position. One downside for New England there, without Julian Edelman, no Julian Edelman uh, for this season after the torn ACL in the preseason. Brady had 432 pass attempts last year. More than 30% of those pass attempts uh, he was targeting Julian Edelman. Kansas City also has a star offensive player out, Spencer Ware, in the third preseason game. Initially, it was reported that he had a sprained knee, but it turned out to be a torn LCL and a torn PCL had surgery and will be out for the entirety of the 2017 NFL season. He gained 1,368 yards from scrimmage, so the Chiefs will have to overcome the injury to wear. Uh, both quarterbacks, interestingly, up in years, Brady and Smith, but at, at that position, uh, I, I don't think it's a negative for either Brady or Smith, although Smith, he's most effective when he's running out of the pocket and uh, being in his late 30s now, uh, that could be problematic for him. Uh, the New England defense is really maybe the secret to this game. Their defense last year led the NFL in points allowed, although other defenses in the league got a lot more publicity, especially the Houston's defense. I'll sit and watch this game. Uh, live wagering options always available. Uh, you know, you study the quarterbacks. Uh, you, you study their week two opponents. You always look ahead for the next bet. But uh, I don't pretend to be an NFL expert. Uh, so I'll, I'll be watching. Uh, probably will not be wagering. I will be wagering on a baseball game tonight. Betting number 909-910. The St. Louis Cardinals and San Diego Padres under the total of eight and a half runs. Probably my least favorite number to go under. 
eight and a half because of that deadly 4-4 score. What's interesting about 4-4, when you go under eight and a half, not only are you dead once it gets to 4-4, but when one of the two teams reaches four, then your head's on the chopping block. Uh, the, usually the fifth run doesn't cost you. Uh, you don't like to see any runs, of course, and you don't like to see early runs, and that's one of the keys to tonight's bet. I have found through the years that these um, wacky start times or unconventional start times, usually at Petco Park, they start shortly after 7 o'clock, usually 7.10. How about this? A start of 6.10 p.m. Pacific time. Maybe we can steal two or three scoreless innings early. I find that these earlier start times usually uh, play to the advantage of the pitcher more than the hitter, whether it's the shadows, the twilight, uh, the d disrupting of the body clock. Um, I, I find there are more advantages to for the defense than the offense. Interestingly, this pitching matchup, Lance Lynn against Clayton Richard, back in late August, they met at Bush Stadium. I played that game under and unfortunately got a bad score. San Diego bombed St. Louis that night, 12-4, to one of the rare Padre victories over the Cardinals in the last couple of seasons. Um, but I think Lynn and Richard hook up in a pitcher's duel here. Lance Lynn was unbelievable last start. If you watched him throw eight scoreless innings against the Giants, only to have the Cardinals lose that game, Two to one. He's a big horse. Six five, two seventy. Uh, he's not uh, uh, really been hit at all in this uh, six or seven game stretch. But his last start was the best. Missed all last season with elbow surgery, Tommy John surgery. But he's been strong in not only rehabbing, but they they also have a new word now. They rehab and then prehab. This is after they come back. They want to make sure they don't have to go back and rehab. So they, they have prevention uh, exercises and uh, set f so these players can stay on the field. And Lance Lynn may have earned himself uh, more money uh, in his career moving forward. As for his mound opponent tonight, Clayton Richard, seven of his last eight games, he's gone at least six innings. He's an innings eater, leads the team in innings pitched 173. Looked decent last start against the Dodgers, going six innings, allowing three runs. Of course, we all know about the Dodgers' problems. I'll get to them in a moment. But I think Richard and Lynn hook up in a pitcher's duel. He, Richard keeps the ball um, on the ground when he doesn't. Uh, he can be susceptible to the gopher ball, and that's always trouble. Uh, but uh, I'll trust that San Diego and St. Louis in a getaway day game, game four of a four-game set, San Diego trying to avoid uh, being swept at home by the Cardinals. The Cardinals thirsty for every victory, um, you know, so it's an important game for them. And right now, Lynn is going great guns. Also, one other note that uh, supports the under in this game. Tommy Pham, Matt Carpenter, they did not play last night. They're both nursing sore shoulders. They are listed questionable for tonight's game. So let's go under the total of eight and a half. That will be the one and only play heard on today's podcast. So we covered the NFL, we covered MLB. I'll get to the WNBA in a moment, but I mentioned the Dodgers. 50 and 10 over a 60 game stretch at one point this year. They have now lost six straight games and 11 of 12. They no longer look invincible, especially after being swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks, not once but twice. A three game sweep at Dodger Stadium, and then the three game sweep last week at Chase Field. D backs have to be feeling good about themselves. They won the season series over the Dodgers 11 to 8. Division opponents play each other 19 times through the season. The Diamondbacks have won 13 times in a row. They are being upstaged, though, by the Cleveland Indians, who've won 14 in straight games. Any chance we could get an Indians-D-backs World Series? Certainly right now, uh, they're playing great baseball. The Indians, they're in Chicago tonight, Kluber and Rodon. I've followed both pitchers closely. Uh, Carlos Rodon, he... 
he was off the first half of the season, so he should have a live arm here in the second half of the season, but it doesn't seem he can put things together just yet for the White Sox. He's going to be their ace, I guess, moving forward. Interesting what's happened with Chicago through the years of the White Sox. They've had a lot of lefty aces. You think back to Mark Burley. Burley handed the baton to Sale. Sale then handed the baton to Quintana. And Quintana, after being traded to the Cubs on the north side, now hands the baton to Carlos Rodon and uh, Cleveland heavily favored tonight in Chicago. The total I saw at seven and a half didn't get involved with the total, although I know Zisk Road, I believe, likes under Cleveland, Chicago, under that total. Rico won an EOG contributor of note. He posted earlier today at EOG about the passing of Gene Michael, a longtime baseball executive, general manager of the New York Yankees. Maybe his greatest hit was that he was the architect of the core four for the New York Yankees, uh, Jeter. Williams, Posada, and uh, I'm missing one of the core four. Rivera, I uh, didn't mention him. Uh, Mariano Rivera, Jeter, the most important of the core four, but Mariano Rivera, a close second. Uh, Bernie Williams and then Posada, I would rank in that order. But uh, Gene Michael was responsible for recruiting those players to the New York Yankees organization. It's general manager for George Steinbrenner. He had stints uh, as the manager of the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees. They called him Stick. Uh, Gene Michael dead at the age of 79, thanks to Rico One for posting that today at Ion Gaming. They called him Stick, not so much uh, for his prowess in the batter's box. Gene Michael was of a slender frame, and that's why he was known as Stick. Uh, his 200, two, uh, two, 229 batting average did not earn him that uh, moniker. You're listening to the EOG Sports Hour. John Kelly with you on a Thursday. It's Day one of the 2017 NFL regular season. Where will you be watching that Chiefs-Patriots game tonight? It's amazing how popular the NFL is in terms of betting and how tough it is to gamble and win on the National Football League. Yet many gamblers, they come around for the football season. They're not into basketball or baseball so much. A lot of guys... Uh, in this country, football only. They they love the months of September, October, November, and December. I find it's the toughest nut to crack, the NFL betting. You know, one note, if you're betting the NFL, be careful betting it deep in the betting cycle. You know, the final hour of wagering, that's when the numbers are going to be the sharpest. That's when the most money's in the pot. And uh, I think that's where you'll find the least value uh, late in the betting marketplace. You want to grab these numbers early if possible. And we've got a promotion going in. At Ion Gaming right now, you can win $500 by going head-to-head with International Sportsman 1. One is back at Ion Gaming, offering a chance for EOG contributors to win $500 on a weekly basis. Computer Bob is the week one opponent for one. Last time those two met in head-to-head competition, Computer Bob went 4-1 and one against the spread, only to be outdone by one who finished the week 4-0-1. Oh, one has entered the Westgate Super Contest in five plays a week in the Westgate Super Contest. If you go head-to-head with one and post a superior record to him, uh, you will win $500. A winning record that is superior to one wins $500. If you go a perfect 5-0, and oh, regardless of what one does, you'll win $1,000 cash, compliments of EOG, and bet DSI. One final note before we leave the air today, WNBA action. Last night we were right with Washington over Dallas. I looked ahead to the Sunday schedule. More elimination games. I love suicide games. Uh, Those are the best, I think, to bet. Uh, You get great efforts from both sides. The dog is sometimes live. 
uh, elimination games. Love uh, handicapping those type games in any sport. One thing I've found in uh, postseason play as opposed to regular season play, sometimes the teams that underachieve the most in the regular season are the best bets in the postseason, uh, you know, when the real games begin. Oftentimes their power ratings are a little bit depressed. That's why they've underachieved. And, and then, then they come up to the what's really important, and they play well. Washington played well last night at home against Dallas. Their assignment, though, is much tougher on Sunday where they'll meet the New York Liberty on the road at Madison Square Garden. The Liberty won 10 straight games to end the season. I'm going to school on that game right now. I watched Washington play Dallas last night. Later today, I'll watch the Liberty play the Dallas Wings in the final regular season game of their season, uh, compare those two notes, and then maybe come up with a wager. Liberty right now at Chris, favored by five over Washington. Right now, I lean to the dog. Bill Lambeer against Mike Tebow. Tebow doesn't give up much to Lambeer. My one worry for Washington, a little too soft. Uh, it's a finesse team. Uh, and uh, girls like Daladon, Misaman, they don't like to get dirty down low. Not that they can't, uh, but oftentimes uh, they sit around the perimeter and don't get into the lane. Uh, so New York is the tougher team, but I think Washington is the more talented team. Um, I'll, I'll look at that and uh, probably come up with a play later this week on that Liberty Mystics game. The other game has Connecticut playing host to Phoenix, Connecticut, a four and a half point home favorite. I think that number is about right. So the one and only play on today's podcast, betting number 909-910, St. Louis and San Diego under the total of eight and a half. Thanks to Computer Bob for participating in our one-on-one -on -one with one competition at EOG. And uh, if you want a chance at uh, $500 competing head-to-head -head with one, go to EOG.com and check out the thread uh, that's atop the main forum. Thanks for listening to the EOG Sports Hour.